welcome to Bake It To The Limit, the baking show where the cookies are okay and the calories don't matter. I'm your host, Katie, and this is a home baking podcast by a home baker for other home bakers. So today I'm going to make some thin and crisp gingerbread cookies. To get started, I am going to measure out three cups of flour, just all-purpose flour is fine, and I'm putting this flour into the bowl of my food processor. Just one cup, two cups, three, just three. And I'm going to add some baking soda. I have three quarters of a teaspoon of baking soda, and I'm going to add my spices. I've got a tablespoon of cinnamon, a tablespoon of ground ginger, and a half a teaspoon of ground cloves. Don't want to mess that up. Cloves have a lot of spice to them. <laughs> and half a teaspoon of salt. There. And our sweetener, one of our sweeteners, one of two for this cookie dough recipe, is three quarters of a cup of dark brown sugar. There we go. Added that. And I'm going to put the lid on my food processor. Now I'm going to put the lid on my food processor the right way. There we go. And I'm going to process all of my dry ingredients together. Here are the moment when the brown sugar makes its way to the bottom of the mixture. I'm gonna pulse it a few times. dark clump going around the bottom. I think that might be some brown sugar. I'm just going to mash that up. I don't want like a clump of brown sugar in here. Yeah, that is it. It's like a whole tablespoon. Wow. And then I'll mix it up some more. All right, and I'm gonna turn my food processor back on. That's a little bit better. I was getting concerned. <laughs> All right, now I need to get out my butter. I need 12 tablespoons of softened but cool butter cut into 12 pieces. So that's one and a half sticks of butter. So just going to cut my butter up into 12 pieces. There we go. Almost done. There we go. And I'm going to scatter it around the top of the mixture of dry ingredients that's in my food processor. I took the lid off my food processor. I don't know if I said that. Half my butter. And now here's the other half. Um, I'm going to replace the lid to my food processor and pulse it again. 
just gonna process it until it gets to kind of like a side meal consistency, kind of like like wet sand maybe. And now, while it's running, I'm taking the feeder tube out of my food processor and I'm going to slowly pour in three, oh, I didn't measure my molasses. Hold on, I'm gonna slowly pour in three quarters of a cup of molasses. So far, I've only measured out two quarters of a cup. Here we go. And my volunteer fresh out of her bath. And my name's June. Can I help you? Yeah, I'm gonna help you bake dough. We're making dough, we're making gingerbread cookie dough. I knew what it was. I smelled the gingerbread cookie dough. I thought it was ginger dough. Okay. But it wasn't, gin I didn't think it was ginger cookie dough. So the next step, mm. my friend. My friends. <laughs> Look, can you hold it just right here? Yeah. Hold this. And hold it right there and let it pour in. Just in that hole, you see? Yeah. Okay. I'm helping! Sure are. Oh. You can pour it real quick. It's not going to spill out too much. There you go. Molasses takes a good long while to pour, so there's no other way to add it but slowly. This is fun! You can try this sometime! not moving anymore, so I guess we're ready for the next step. Hooray! So I processed it and I have flour. Well, I guess I should process it another 10 seconds because I still have some flour around. Bunch of white molasses up there up top. So I see brown. It looks like chocolate. I'm gonna make chocolate. <laughs> and then we'll process it one more time. So we got like some dry bits on the bottom. Oh, we should really fix that, shouldn't we? I'm yeah. gonna get. I'm gonna get my helper. No, no, don't get another helper. Who are you getting? Okay, uh, hops. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can get hops. Hops. <laughs> She's not bringing a cat in here. <laughs> Or a guinea pig. She's got a couple of this too. is here to help. Thank goodness. Oh, All right, Hobbs. I'm Hobbs. We got some flour that didn't get mixed all the way in. Should we look it up in there too? Yeah, we can blend it up in there too. So what do we need to do? We need to put the lid back on and blend it. That's right. And it makes a sound. All right. Let her rip. 
this one. This one? Yeah, that's the one. All right, so I've got my dough all together and I've laid it out on a clean workspace. This is my big old cutting board. And I'm forming it into just one big ball. And now I'm gonna get my dough scraper and I'm gonna cut this big lump of dough into quarters as evenly as I can. There we go. I'm working with one quarter at a time. I'm gonna roll this dough out between two pieces of parchment paper. The parchment paper is cut to be like approximately like cookie sheet size, so it'll go directly onto a cookie sheet. Just forming this quarter into another round ball, and now into a, a disc. I'm gonna cover it at another sheet of parchment paper. This way I'm not having to add a bunch of flour to my dough to keep it from sticking to the rolling pin. I'm gonna roll it between these two sheets. And because I want thin and crisp gingerbread cookies, I'm rolling it to be about one eighth of an inch in thickness. This recipe says if you want chewy cookies, you roll it to be about one quarter. I want some real thin and crispy ones. Because of what I'm going to do. Block she's pressing together and running through her. What hair? My other helper ran away. She's outside playing. <laughs> My other one's here though. All right, I got a pretty good evenly rolled out layer of dough. I'm going to make some gingerbread cookies. You and Daddy can take some with you when you go camping. Would that be fun? Yeah, we can have some in a big bowl. Or a little baggie. Well, I put the dough between two pieces of parchment paper. I've got another helper here. What's your name? Mama! You gonna help me roll out this, this dough? Yeah! I need it to get to the uh, very thin, an eighth of an inch. This thin! Look between my fingers, they're so close together. Yeah. Well, I, I have little TV. I have one. 
filling up the our parchment paper. There we go. Taste it. You think it's thin enough yet? Like, it looks like chocolate. The <laughs> it is a chocolate gingery. But the middle's kind of still fat, so I'm just going to smooth it out with my hand. Well, the gingery looks like chocolate. It sure does. It's not vanilla, so it must be chocolate, huh? Chocolate <laughs> is like that smooth thing underneath. Does it smell like chocolate? It does. It looks squishy. Yeah, it's squishy. I'm going to put this on top of that other one that I've already rolled out. That other I guess a plank of rolled out and down. I love how many people go. I like how many people have a trip. Why? Why am I like rocking? This has got lots of ginger in it and brown sugar and molasses. Those are all brown things. Actually, I'm thinking about hair. You're thinking about hair? Yeah, hair is actually like this, like my wet hair. You have brown hair. Yeah, I'm not gray hair. Mama. That's not me. That's what I'm always doing. Oh, down like mine. That's fair. That's fair. It used to be red. Now it's brown, white, mama. degrees chill too long. We'll find out. Anyway, so I got out my cookie cutters. I got some western themed cookie cutters. 
because these cookies are going to be for a uh, cowboy themed baby shower. I've had a very small gathering for a baby shower for my cousin. I'm so excited. And she has a cowboy theme going. So I'm making some cowboy cookies. So first I got some cactus, a cactus shape. So I'll make at least two cactus cookies. Some of these cookies, cookie cutters are bigger than others. Um, there's one. And here's two. With the dough still kind of almost frozen. I'm gonna wait a second before I try to peel away the excess from the cut dough, cut pieces. And I got like unicorn cookie cutters just to have unicorn cookie cutters and so I'm gonna cut some unicorns but I'm gonna cut off the horns so they're just horses. Horses of courses. You're right, you're right. I'm trying to decide what the best way, best placement of this unicorn shape. <laughs> Here we go. Here's one. And two. These are really big shapes. Yeah, I got a little little onesie. Cookie cutter shape. It's like a little torso. <laughs> it's a little weird. It'll look like a onesie once I decorate it. Okay, I'm doing that like cowboy western paisley type design. Now I'm gonna try to pull away this extra dough. It's coming away all right. I need to put this piece of uh, parchment paper on my cookie sheet, my baking sheet. The empty baking sheet over there that's going to be ready for cookies in just a second. Now, I didn't quite roll this one out thin enough, I think. Um, so. I might bake it a little bit longer than I initially said. Oh, I ripped off the nose of my horse. Stick it back on there. No one needs to know. Should have ripped off the horn of the nose. Here we go. Almost all done. And then I'll put these on my baking sheet. And I'll bake them. I'll bake them. Mm -hmm. How long should I bake them? Well, considering I want them thin and crispy, I'm going to bake them on low heat for a good long while. So I'll bake them for 20 minutes or 19 minutes. 18 minutes. One of those. <laughs> we'll just see what happens. carefully pick up one of my cacti. And I'm going to bake, set, uh, try to space these cookies out about an inch apart. 
I broke one a cactus arm, but I, I mashed it back together. It's gonna be okay. Let's see, where should I cut this horn off? <laughs> uh, see, just right there. Well, that looks weird too. shaped like a little bit of bangs for the horse. <laughs> so it looks less weird. There, that looks better. Okay. So I put like another like little piece of horn back down but like curved it so it just looks like a bit a tuft of hair now. There. Perfect. Now we'll know these started. There's you. I love unicorns. We're doing a western theme, not a fantasy theme. Alright, and I'll just keep going until I've cut out two baking sheets worth of cookies. And then I'll re-roll out my dough and chill it again, and so on. Wish me luck! Hopefully! They will come out thin and crispy, or at least thin and somewhat chewy. That's alright too. <laughs> alright, wish me luck here. So I've took, taken my first batch out of the oven and I've set them on cooling racks. I'm going to let them cool on the cooling racks and stay on the pans for about five minutes before I transfer them to the cooling racks. That way they'll, the kind, cookies kind of bake a little bit longer after you take them out of the oven. That way they'll have a chance to set up, you know, before I try to handle them and hope they'll be harder when I move them so that maybe I won't break them. So that's kind of the plan, making them kind of crispy ones. So hopefully I will, they'll, I'll be less likely to break them because these are some kind of delicate shapes like the cactus and the horseshoes. I'm worried that they might break when I try to move them, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Meanwhile, I have a third pan in the oven, and I have another two sheets of rolled out dough chilling in the freezer. So soon I'll be ready to. As soon as I take the baked cookies off the two, the first two baking sheets, I'll have the baking sheets available, and then I'll start cutting out both some more cookies. Yay, it smells so good in my house. It smells like ginger and cinnamon. All those nice fall smells. <laughs> All right, after several cycles of rolling it out, cutting, uh, chilling it, cutting it, baking them, I have a very good amount of cookies here to work from. I'm pulling out the like the wonkiest ones uh, for my kids to snack on. Do you want to try one? Definitely. This is not my child. This is my husband. So I'll break this in half. We got a messed up boot. Oh. It's my snap. It's really thin, yeah. yeah. Super thin. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. The solid amount of sweetness. Yeah. When I, put, well, when I put icing on it, it'll add sweetness to it. Pretty good on its own. Yeah, I like it. I'll pair it with some milk. Mm-hmm. I'll be really good with some milk. <laughs> I'm going to make some royal icing tomorrow and uh, decorate them on up. These are so crunchy and thin. Look how sturdy those. Yeah, those. I use the recipe from, uh, um, is it Baking Illustrated? Yeah. From the, by the editors of Cook's Illustrated Magazine. I love this book. But yeah, this is a recipe where you could uh, make Christmas ornaments out of these and hang them from the tree if you wanted to. They're pretty sturdy. So I can see it doing that, maybe. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Anyway, well, tomorrow I'm going to try to make um, royal icing the old-fashioned way with just eggs, not using like a meringue, like a or mix. So. And sugar too? Yeah. Okay. Just not just eggs. Okay. You know, which last time I made royal icing, I used like a mix. But this time I'm, I'm going to buy a mix just in case I mess it up. But this time I'm really going to try to make some royal icing scratch. Yeah, good thing about how to do. Sounds yummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put all these cookies away and hide them from uh, anyone who gets up before me and thinks they can just eat all of them. <laughs> I'm not talking about heart. I'm talking about Jim. Anyway, in the um, tomorrow afternoon, I plan on decorating these. So. Oh, see what happens. Yay, these are so yummy. Ginger cookie is crispy. Mm. Okay, so today's the day I'm going to try to decorate these cookies. I'm going to try to make my royal icing the old-fashioned way just with uh, egg whites and not using a mix. So I'm using the recipe from Holiday Cookies, Show-Stopping Recipes to Sweeten the Season. This is a book by Elizabeth de Niederlanden. And what she calls for is six tablespoons of pasteurized egg whites. It doesn't say if I need these to be room temperature, so I'm gonna go ahead and make the call to Bring my eggs to room temperature. What I'm going to do is I'm going to warm a mug and put some like warm water in a mug and I'll put my eggs in there. I haven't cracked them yet. And I'll let them sit for about 10 minutes and that usually is a really quick way to get your cold eggs to room temperature fast. And while my eggs are sitting in the warm water, I'm going to start sifting one pound of confectioner's sugar. That's that powdered sugar that you see in the grocery store. Grocery store, it's used for making icing in a lot of cases. So I find my sifter and find my pound of confectioner's sugar and get sifting. Now to my powdered sugar, I'm gonna add half a teaspoon of cream of tartar. Okay, 
was a bit of a generous half teaspoon of cream of tartar, but that's okay. And now I think I'm gonna start cracking some eggs. I don't know how many eggs I need to crack to get six tablespoons of egg whites, but I'm about to find out. I'm gonna start with uh, three eggs and see where that gets me. So I have three bowls here. One is for measuring my egg whites. It's actually a small liquid measuring cup that has tablespoons on it. And I have a little bowl that I'm gonna crack each egg into. And then I have another bowl where I'm gonna put my egg yolks. It's really important not to get any kind of fat in your royal icing mixture or anytime you wanna whip up egg whites. Cause this'll keep it from whipping up real firm and stiff. There we go, there's the first one. And I'm gonna pour this egg white into a measuring cup. Oh, that's two tablespoons right there. There's the second one. Oh. It was a good, real good crack. I almost just smashed it on the countertop. <laughs> To the egg yolk. There it goes. Just wait for it to peel away. The egg white to peel away from the egg yolk. And now I'll measure this one out. Oh, now I've got four tablespoons. So I think the answer is about two tablespoons per of egg whites per egg. That's what we've been averaging so far. I'm cracking it into a separate bowl in case, you know, you have, I have a mishap and I accidentally break an egg yolk. I haven't destroyed, I haven't ruined my whole batch of egg whites. There we go. There's my third one. I'm going to pour this slowly. See if I've got exactly six tablespoons. Oh, that is crazy. So I know that in America we have, you can buy like small eggs, large eggs, extra extra large eggs. And I know those are divided up by like how much each egg weighs on average. So makes sense that it would be consistent, the amount of egg whites in each of these eggs. I need to rinse off my hands. I need to get my vanilla extract out or any kind of extract. This is when you got it. So I need to measure about a half a teaspoon of extract here. And you know what? I'm going to try something a little bit different this time. I'm going to try it with almond extract this time. So I have half a teaspoon here. There. I added that to my egg whites. And now I also need about five tablespoons of water. And I'm gonna set that water aside 
and that is for thinning my frosting from time to time. Here's all my egg whites and almond extract, and I put it all into the back bowl of my standing mixer. It's in there with my sugar, powdered sugar, and cream of tartar. And I need to plug it in. I forgot to do that. There we go. I'm going to start it out on low speed and mix it until it's nice and combined. I'm going to stop it and scrape down the sides of the mixer, of the bowl, I mean. Got my rubber spatula here. And I shall only have to run it for another few seconds. Once it's all combined, I'm going to turn the speed up real high and let it run for about two minutes. Okay, here it goes. All right. Um, this is a real good consistency, supposedly for piping like quarters. So what I'll do is I've, I'm gonna do one color at a time. So first color I need is red. Since I have red, I'm gonna be making, um, piping the little baby onesie shaped cookies first. And I want them red so I can put red paisley on them. Not red paisley, but the most of the cookie will be red with a white design on it. Here, so my and I'll spoon some of this into a clean bowl. It's in a white bowl so I can tell how red my dough is getting. I mean, not my dough, my icing is getting. No, it's a little too thick, I think. I'm gonna add like a teaspoon of water to this mixture. It's like as thick as like a meringue. <laughs> and that's what they say to do. You add about a teaspoon of liquid to the mixture until you get it to where you like it. The consistency you like. That's why I have the water set aside. <laughs> Okay, now, yeah, that's a little bit, <laughs> it was thick, but it was so stiff. I don't think I wanted it that stiff for what I'm doing. I'm going to pile about a cup, maybe half a cup. I'll start with half a cup of icing. This needs to last for all my cookies, hopefully it will. And I'm going to, I want this to be a bright, Christmas colored red so I went to the cake shop today and they suggested this artisan accents hot rod red color so that's what I'm gonna try well I'm supposed to shake the bottle well I'm gonna do that and I'll let you know how this turns out this is gonna take all my cunning and concentration <laughs> Well, that got it pretty red. I'm going to add a little bit of powder because I don't want to add any more like liquid to this. So I've also bought Americolor 
powdered food coloring. This is just their red food coloring. I'm going to add a dust of this and mix that in. Let's see how deep of a red I can get here. I don't want it to be pink. But right now it's a pretty, it's almost a real rich red, but it's still a little pale. I'm just gonna have to add more of this hot rod red food color and it is a gel based food color so it is appropriate to work with this recipe you usually want to use gel based not water based food dyes for baking the gel dye will stick better to your food products than the water in most cases. And I'm actually out of piping bags, so I'm going to be using just a little sandwich bag. I'm just going to cut a hole in the corner of this little bag. Now I'll put my piping tip through there. Fold the outside of the bag down. And get a spoon to spoon in some of this. I'm going to spoon about half of this food color. This cup food color. <laughs> Pretty much food color at this point. Into this little piping bag. Because I don't need a lot. I'm just using this to outline. So I've got my like my smallest in diameter piping tip. Nah, I hate using these sandwich bags. Alright, and I'm just gonna use that to outline these cookies before I flood them. Flooding is like when you like fill a whole cookie full of one color or a whole area of a cookie full of one color. So, okay, I piped all my outlines out and now with the rest of this real thick red food coloring, I'm going to mix in a little bit more water to get it a thinner consistency for um, this that flooding process I talked about. So there's about half a teaspoon of water and I'll mix that in. Hopefully it's okay that I'm just using a fork. I'm gonna want to get like a toothpick handy so I can smooth out this frosting. So about two seconds into that, my piping bag that is really a sandwich bag uh, blew out, <laughs> and I ended up with just red icing all over the place. I did my best to fix it. So I've got all my little onesies covered in red icing one way or another. 
and I'm letting those set and dry for a few for a while and I'm gonna move on to I think I'm gonna do my cactuses and what I want to do is I want to use like a star tip and just pipe you know green ridges across the long ways along the on the pipe on the uh, cacti so and then after that sets up I'll add some cute little flowers like cactus flowers that my icing got a little stiff so I'm gonna add some a little bit of water and whip it back up and then I'll find a real piping bag and <laughs> this time I won't make a giant mess <laughs> wish me luck okay I got a clean bowl I'm gonna put about a cup of white icing in here and I just revived my icing by mixing it on high with a little bit more water it's still got a not pretty good stiff peak so I think it's gonna work really well for what I'm trying to do and kind of leave like a sculpted look to these uh, cactus cookies I think it's gonna look great yay so I've got my green food coloring and I'm just gonna squirt that in here and mix it on up there we go and just the basic green color and I'll see how I like that I wish I had like one of those like uh, earthier toned greens but I don't Although I think I have some brown frost of some brown food coloring I'll play with the food color here for a little bit until I get it the color the green color that I prefer for these cactuses cacti okay and now I found some piping bags went digging around in my baking supplies again they weren't in a box that's why I overlooked them they were just in the bottom of a bin of uh, cookie cutters <laughs> yeah this time hopefully I don't have a big old blowout oh I used the wrong tip I went and got the teeniest, tiniest tip, like I was gonna flood them again. I'm not gonna do it that way. Well, what I also got, I got some uh, white sprinkles, the little jimmies, and I'll put a few of those on each of these cactuses once I get them piped, get them iced to look like little uh, cactus spines, you know, little pokies. Okay, so the process of decorating all those cookies took me a couple of hours. I had to make some gray frosting for my horseshoes and then I made what else did I make? Uh, I made some chocolate frosting, some brown colored frosting. I just added some cocoa powder to my royal icing because I really couldn't find my brown. <laughs> so I just used cocoa powder and got it brown that way. And I added a little bit of orange to that to give it 
uh, more of an orangey color because it was kind of, you know, a brownish orange for the color of the horses, horses of courses. And then I had like a darker brown, just more chocolate, or a dark chocolate actually, uh, to get the darker brown for to color the mane of the horse. And then you have to wait until that first layer dries almost completely. I didn't wait till it dried completely. I was too impatient and I had things to do. So <laughs> I had to wait. And when I got back to it, I was able to pipe little flowers on my cactus. I also piped some flowers, just some little like quick bursts with a star tip or any of those little fancy tips, you know. And just made these little bitty flowers with uh, yellow and red colors. And I also put in, put, you made some, save some of that green from the cactus. And I revived that just by whipping it up a little bit and loosening it up with just a little bit of water. And I was able to pipe some little leaves also to go with those flowers on the bottom of the horseshoes. Yeah. And I also piped some a little two lines on my horse to make it look like it had the reins. So like a line over its a little bit over its nose and that goes up by his jaw and then around his neck, you know. Anyway. And for those paisley uh, onesies. It was harder than it, I thought it would be. Um, but a few of them looked, turned out good and I pulled it off. After the white designs uh, dried, I got out a black food marker. It has, you know, edible ink in it. And I drew in like the black details of the paisley. So the white details I did on top of the red, the dried red icing. And uh, I piped those with just white frosting or icing. Anyway, so I would say all in all, this was one of my more successful uh, projects using royal icing. I was pretty happy with it. You can see the pictures on Instagram. I plan on making the same recipe, ginger recipe, bread cookie recipe again to make some uh, Halloween gingerbread houses with my kids. I think that'd be fun. And I'll probably be using that same royal icing recipe to make uh, royal icing to decorate the, these little houses with. And I'll throw those up on Instagram also. But yeah, royal icing makes a good glue for gluing together your gingerbread structures. <laughs> so thanks for listening to this so somewhat long episode of Bake It to the Limit. Um, happy baking and follow, find me on Instagram. You can see all the pictures of all the different things I bake. It's Bake It to the Limit underscore with underscore Katie. Katie with an I-E. Bye.